hello hello good afternoon good evening good day welcome and greetings to you all wherever you are welcome and greetings to you this is counsel inside the home with your truly dr tracy lee and my question to you today is are you walking through the fire Today, I would like to take you on a journey to a breakthrough. This journey says that if you have walked through the fire, if you have been in the fire, if you have had an encounter with the fire, God says, you shall not be burned and it shall not kindle you well we are in perilous times and many people have been going through the most extremes in life people have lost their jobs people have lost their families and relatives people have lost their loved ones and even more so people have lost their right mind I, in all my life, have never seen the world and the church at such state. And to top it off, I have never in my life seen the world and the body of Christ in the same boat. Yes, it is a little painful to see because we as the body of Christ should be the place of refuge however unfortunately we ourselves we need a place of refuge as the body of Christ but that is indeed another topic that when I'm led I will get there as to why we are in the same boat but today is a different topic I want you to understand that if you have encountered a fiery moment if you have encountered being thrown into a fiery furnace if you have encountered seeing a burning bush if you have encountered anything connected to a consuming fire it is not the end of your purpose in fact I would like to let you know it is the beginning of breakthroughs it is the beginning of destiny it is the beginning of hope it is the beginning of your exodus your journey out of the old into the new I'm going to make this podcast short, but I couldn't rest until I got on here and I know I was led by the Holy Spirit because, again, this is counseling inside the home, so I have the privilege and the opportunity to join in and counsel you through a particular situation or topic and 
as tired as I feel right now, I believe it is important for you to know that your fiery situation is not the end of your situation. Well, of course, you want to know what am I talking about? So let's get into it. There has been several situations in the Word of God that God has pointed out the importance of his fire. But I want to start in the book of Exodus chapter 3 because Exodus means journey. Moses had went out into the field to defend the children of Israel on his own. He didn't like how his own people, the Egyptians, were treating the children of Israel. And because he did what he did, they began to chase him, as in to take his life. So Moses fled from where he knew as his home or his comfort zone. And when he fled, of course, you would want to know if he struggled with anything on that flee. Yes, Moses was in distress. Moses was struggling with depression. Moses was sad. Moses was confused. Moses was lost. Moses had no idea what to do next and what he had just done and what he should do. But in that moment, something happened unexpectedly. And my question to you is, have you experienced the unexpected? Has the storm hit you so hard that you don't know which way to go? Has death happened? Has fear crippled you? Has depression swallowed you up? Has financial woes consumed your life? Did your mind overtake you? What has happened unexpectedly in your life that you did not believe or fathom could have happened to you? I know what happened to the body of Christ and I know what happened to the world. A virus came in and I don't need to go into where it came from right now. And it was so deadly that the unexpected happened to the church. The church doors were shut. And it was so unexpected that many people saved and unsaved were losing family left and right, front and back to this disease, death. Death came in. Death. And so, in everything that has happened unexpectedly, you have to believe the God who is the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. You have to believe that that same God 
was in that unexpected situation, that unexpected fire, that unexpected storm, that unexpected virus, that unexpected situation with you. God didn't leave Moses hanging. In fact, he caused there to be a burning bush right where Moses was. And one thing I liked about Moses' personality and his curiosity is he didn't flee from the burning bush, but he decided to look into why this bush was burning. And so my next question to you is, why is that situation in your life burning? Why did that unexpected situation happen? Why? We don't need to spend time on what happened because what happened has already happened. But if we can find out why, that is where purpose lies. Sometimes the why may not be beneficial for you in the moment, but beneficial and rewarding for you in your latter and coming hours, minutes, and moments. For Moses, it didn't seem beneficial when he went to look at why, because God spoke to him and told him what he ought to do. And so my next question to you is, Are you hearing from God? You see, as I said to you before, and there will be other instances that I will go through, but we are stuck here right now. I told you that God was in the midst of every encounter situation. And here is a prime example. And he spoke. God spoke to Moses And he began to command Moses as to what Moses must do. God told Moses why. Isn't it ironic that the time where God would speak would be a time of consuming fire? consuming fire, consuming fire. Isn't it ironic, ironic that God would speak in a place of pain, in a place of flame, in a place of hurt? Isn't it ironic that God would speak in something that people are taught to run from, people are disciplined to escape? God would speak in fire, when we were taught to run and escape fire. And if so, then can it be that your fiery situation that you were taught to become fearful of is that same situation that God wants to speak to you in? No, this is not a sermon. This is me counseling you through your fiery situation with the leading of the Holy Spirit and Scripture. 
the angel of the Lord began to speak to Moses out of the flame of the fire in the midst of the burning bush. And interesting enough, that is why you have to look careful. The Bible said that even though the bush was burned, it was burning, it was not consumed. Could it be that because of fear, your mind have been consumed and crippled and that if you would have taken the moment to look into the situation to figure out why this has happened, maybe you would have been given the recipe, maybe you would have been given the key, maybe you would have been given the blueprint on your journey to your breakthrough. The Bible says that God called Moses out of the burning bush. God is calling you. Yes, you. You who are listening. God is calling you out of the burning bush, out of your burning situation, out of your painful situation, out of your hurtful situation, out of your dreary and weary situation. God is calling you, whatever it is that has come into your life and caused an eruption and disruption and even some type of confusion. God is calling you and he wants you to listen. But will you have the curiosity to go try and see what God is saying in the midst of this burning bush. God began to command Moses to take his shoes off because the place in which he stand is holy ground. And in a sense, what God was saying is that this is the place that you will stand and remember that I am God and I am God alone. And so I want you to know that whatever it is that has hit you so hard that you felt like you could not bounce back from is the very same place that Jehovah Jireh, your provider, Jehovah Nisi, your banner, Jehovah Shalom, your God of peace, Jehovah Rofer, your God who heals, he's there. And that is the place that he will be reminded, the place of your pain, the place of your hurt, that bitter place that they speak of in the Bible. When God had finished speaking with Moses, he reminded him that I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses was so afraid to look at God that he hid his face. God is calling you back to a place where you fear him with a godly fear, not a fear to run away from him, but a fear to run to him in holiness in righteousness, in love, in joy, in peace, where you would know that he is in control. The only way you can turn your head 
from the glory of the Lord is that the glory of the Lord is present. God is calling you to face your situation and to see what it is that he wants from you. And what God wants from you is to turn from your ways, your wicked ways, your ways that has hindered you, your ways that have bounded you. Why did this situation happen? What is it, God, that I need to learn? What is it that I need to take from this? What is it that I need to glean? Where is it that you are taking me? What are you saying to me? Why, God, why? It is okay to ask God why. Because he says if you ask, he shall answer. The answer could very well be in your fiery situation. God says, I came to deliver the children of Egypt, to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt. I have surely seen their affliction, the affliction of my people. I heard their cries. I know their sorrows. Can it be that God saw our very painful, pitiful, hurtful situations and the ones that we've even sinned against him and erred against him? And he came to deliver us, to deliver us, but his way of delivering is not so sweet because sometimes it is the pain that wakes us up. When the roses are good, we fall asleep. But when the fire comes, we smell the smoke and we're up and ready to run. But maybe God wants you to be up and ready to hear what thus says the Lord God Almighty and not run from him, but run from the plans of the enemy into the Lord's hands. And so God commanded Moses, Come now, therefore, and I will send you unto Pharaoh, that you will bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And he says this to Moses to seal this portion. He said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. And when you have brought forth the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God upon this mountain. So that situation, that place that you're in, God has just said it in the word. It is a place that you will remember that I have sent you and I'm bringing my people out. What is it that you need to remember? And where I'm going next, I actually have gotten the consent. I'm counseling a marital couple right now and it's been a couple of months and when they came to me for counseling 
they don't know this portion, but they'll know once they listen. I was a bit nervous. I said, God, I don't know if I can do this. I'm not married. How can I counsel married couple through? Little do I know that it wasn't me that would be doing it, but the Holy Spirit and me as an instrument, a vessel. They came to me on preparing for divorce. But one thing they mentioned to me was they just had a fire. So they came to me immediately after a fire that they had in their home. This fire pushed them out of their home as they were ready for divorce they had a fire as they were ready for divorce they had a fire some of us have been ready for the worst some of us have been preparing for the worst some of us have been preparing for the things that are not in the will and alignment of god and as they were preparing for the worst divorce they had a fire so could it be that maybe we i say we because you know we are one body maybe we were preparing for the worst and this fire came but why they had no idea why but a few months later the husband said to me i thank god for the fire because the fire pushed us out of our home and if it wasn't for the fire we wouldn't be together because if we were home and everything was going well without a fire we would have separated and went our separate ways but the fire caused us to be pushed out to figure out what to do together the fire saved our marriage and covid-19 preserved our marriage that is what they said to me such powerful content powerful observation powerful words that is a miracle it took a fire for a married couple to realize that god is speaking to them and God is in the midst and God is requiring more from them and God is not pleased with where they were heading so the fire came and God spoke Could it be that where you were heading or where you are heading is a place that God does not want you to be in. And yes, we have free will. Everyone wants to throw in free will. We do have free will. But God loves us so much that sometimes he sends so many signs so that he's not forcing us to make a decision. but his love and his grace and mercy is reminding us of a better decision and sometimes it is in a very harsh way such as a fire
I thank God for the fire in that couple's life. I thank God for the fire that has happened in our lives, the storms that has happened, the virus that came. God says what the enemy meant for evil, God turned it around for good. So we can move on to the three Hebrew boys. These three Hebrew boys decided to take a stand. So you see how the fire works. Sometimes it's even in you taking a stand. Because that's exactly what Moses did. He took a stand, but it was in a more violent way. This time, these three Hebrew boys took a stand in a very silent way, where they decided they were not going to bow down to Nebuchadnezzar decrees and laws because it was not of God. And later on, because of their stance, they were thrown into a fiery furnace, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they fell down bound in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And the king was so surprised because these three Hebrew boys believed in God so much so that while they were in a furnace that was consumed with fire, they knew God would be in there with them. Nebuchadnezzar was confused as to what is happening. And ironically, like we spoke about earlier in this session, Nebuchadnezzar says to his people, didn't we not throw three men into the fire? And they answered him and they said, yes, king. And Nebuchadnezzar says unto them, look, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt and the form of the fourth man is like the son of God. Did you know that if you endure and this is my next point and question are you enduring the fire? You see if you endure the fire and you continue to walk with God what should be consuming in your life would be consumed by the fire of God it would be consumed by the presence of God it would be consumed by the word of God they believed and they endured their fire and God showed up And not only did he show up, but it was evident to those that did not believe in God. They saw God in the fiery furnace with these three men. Endurance, long suffering. And because of endurance and long suffering, that is why God says that they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. He says, your strength shall be renewed. Endurance and long-suffering births and produces 
a reward. It produces a new thing which we're going to get to. A new thing. Because of their endurance, Nebuchadnezzar got together with all his counselors and princes and governors and captains to see what was happening. And they saw that the bodies, the fire, had no power over them, nor hair on their hair were singed, their coats did not change, and no smell of fire passed them. And the king said unto them, the same king that put them in there, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Could it be that God wants you to endure this with a sound mind, with the right standing, with hearing his voice, with the power of God finally at for once and for all, so that they can say, blessed be the God of, and you can put your name right there, but for me, blessed be the God of Tracy Messiahs. Could it be that before the fire, before the situation, there was no power? There was nothing to say blessed be you as an individual. But now, because of a situation such as this, God is seen and glorified through your life. The king began to honor God and he trusted God. And because of that, he said, therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, and language would speak anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made a dunghill because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. You see, promotion does not come before the pain. Promotion comes after the pain. That is why God says that if you walk with me if you are persecuted with me if you are crucified with me you shall also be glorified with me many people want the promotion but doesn't want the pain they don't want the process they don't want to go through the oil flows from the pain the anointing is birthed through the pain Could it be that God is giving us another chance to experience the true, crushing, yoke-destroying anointing of God that we lack because we lack knowledge and because we lack power? Could it be that the power could only come through the pain? The resurrected power of God was birthed at the cross when Jesus said, it is finished. He went through the process. He took the pain. He took our sin upon the cross. 
that was his fiery situation. And for him, he could have walked away from it just like us. We could walk away from it. For him, it could have made him crazy. Just like you, your situation could have made you crazy. For him, he could have rejected it all. Or cursed God, just like you could have done the same. But he chose to say, Father, not my will, but your will be done. After feeling like he was weary and couldn't do it, after he said, God, take this cup from me, take this pain from me, take all of this from me, immediately he decided to go through the fire. Not my will, but your will be done. Could it be that COVID-19 is something that you need to go through and you need to be still and listen to what God is saying and endure it and get to the end so that God can say it is finished? Could it be the very same for any other situation in your life, whether it is your marital issue, whether it is a family issue? your children issues, whether it is a job-related issue, career issue, business issue, whether it is a mental, emotional issue, whether it is a a forgiveness issue, whether it is a, a, a bitterness issue, whether it is a betrayal issue, whether it is a rejection or loneliness issue, whatever your issue is, could it be that God wants you to pause listen to him, present the situation to him, suffer long and go through your process of obedience, of endurance, of long suffering, of deliverance. Even the very thorn in your flesh could be your fiery situation. You are wondering if this is your end all, end all be all. Is this the end of your life? Is this thing going to consume your life? Could it be that God wants you to pause right here and to be still and know that he is God? Be still and know that he is God. Because if you are not still, you cannot know that he is God. Maybe the fire has gotten your attention. Maybe COVID-19 has gotten your attention. Maybe your marital situation has gotten your attention. Maybe the fire in your life has gotten your gotten your attention. Maybe that thorn in your flesh. You know your thorn. You know what it is. I don't have to say it. Maybe it has gotten your attention to know that you are not God. But there is a God. And if you are still enough, you can give it to Jesus. And he will walk with you like he did the children of Israel, the three Hebrew boys, and even the marital couple that I just told you about. And so as we end this series, because I don't like to go along at all. I like to get to the point as God leads me. God says in Isaiah 43, But now, thus said the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, whatever your situation is, whatever it looks like, however it feels, for I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name. 
you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Neither shall any flame kindle upon you. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom. And to completely seal this, the Bible says, Remember not the former things. This is verse 18 of Isaiah 43. Neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing now, and it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? Which means you will see it. Whatever God does, you will see it, even if it is through the fire. But he says, I'm doing a new thing, and you're going to see it. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the deserts. That is what God says he's going to do. And he says, this people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. After it is all said and done, and you realize that God is God, and he never changes, and he will walk with you, and he is with you, and he is there. If you call on him, he will answer. And you shall not be consumed by the fire if you believe in him after it is all said and done. God deserves a praise. And even though you do not deserve a reward, there is a breakthrough on the other side. There is a breakthrough on the other side. Each situation that I spoke about, Moses, the three Hebrew boys, and the marital couple, they experienced their breakthrough because they endured their fire. I pray that this has blessed you indeed. May God continue to walk with you as you continue to be still and to hear where he is taking you. God bless you all. God bless you all. God bless you all.